Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Small Business Podcast. I am so delighted to have Fiona Brennan, success coach, with us today. I have wanted Fiona on since I wanted to do this podcast because I think it's such an important piece of business is your goals, understanding them, how to implement them in a manageable way and having that mindset to make those goals happen. And I think it's so, so important to have this conversation. Obviously, the title of this podcast episode is about social media confidence, which I believe is very, very important. And I can guarantee you, Fiona, we're back on many times talking about different aspects of, of, of that. But today we are talking about social media, but I do want to start by first of all introducing Fiona. Welcome, Fiona, to the podcast. Hi, Alison. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so delighted. I'm so delighted. So I suppose I want you to kind of say a bit about what you do. And I suppose a big part I want you to say about is why you went into this area in the first place. Excellent. Lovely. Thank you, Alison. So I suppose I have been um, an employee for about 16, 17 years up to uh, 2017 when I left due to a whole big um, array of events in my personal life. I ended up leaving employment and going straight into setting up my own business as a project manager, um, a freelance project manager for construction. Now, I knew how to project manage. In fact, I confidently say I was very good project manager as an employee working for somebody else. So I thought, great, I can just do this for other people who need it, who don't have like the equivalent of me working for them full time. So I'd be the freelance. And what happened was I got my first job, my first calling, and I went to site. But even on the way going to that first site meeting, I couldn't believe like how floored I felt from a confidence point of view. I totally just thought, I'm not good enough. I don't even know what I'm doing. And then I went to the meeting and the people were at the meeting and I was just like, not myself, not working the way I would normally work. And it was a complete shocker to me. So after, you know, I, I kind of, I had a few of those kind of meetings and I had a lot of t- chats with myself, but I ended up going for a bit of support myself to work on myself personally, because that whole, I suppose, episode of Knowing how to do the thing that you are, say, setting up your business to do, but being able to stand in your own true feet and say, hi, I'm Fiona and I'm the project manager. And yes, I know how to do this and please hire me. And, you know, here's my rates and, you know, hands on hips and and all that great stuff. That was the piece that I wasn't expecting. And I find that I think a lot of, um, in particular, women, Alison, because we tend to just knock ourselves off the edge uh, or off the ledge. We tend to just kind of think because we can't maybe click all 10 pieces that are required of us, um, that we're not good enough. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think, I think men are a little bit more kind of easygoing from that point of view. But look, a lot of men suffer from that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose that whole transformation of being an employee, going from an employee to a, an entrepreneur in the expertise that I knew was a whole personal development journey. And I have found, I since went into coaching because personal development for myself led me into coaching, getting coached and then learning about coaching. And then I fell in love with the whole coaching process. And I just want to then embody that and help other women in business become the best they can be. Yeah. But in a summary, I just feel that when you become an entrepreneur, you actually enter a personal development journey. You are your business. Yeah. And you can't stand there and be fully authentic, valuing yourself, 
standing for what you believe in, showing the world what you've mm-hmm. got. Your business is going to be limited by your limitations. Yes. That's beautifully put. I totally agree. And I think I actually, I was talking to someone this week, a piece that I've never grown so much in my life since the time I started where I'm doing it. And I think that's a privilege to be able to do that, you know. And I think we need to look at it to see women, especially over COVID, there was a massive amount of women that were starting businesses and seeing their journey and all that. It, it was lovely to see that we were seeing more of it. But I do think that confidence piece, and I think another piece that I'd love to touch on with you, and I'd love to do another episode on this piece, is the burnout piece. Because when you when you go into it wholeheartedly and you're like, this is what I want to do. I think there's an addiction to business. I, I certainly have it. I, I was saying to someone, like, and I, I, I don't mean to be funny here, but I feel you could have like the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. I feel it's like you could be so high on just like excitement and drive and then you can get real yeah. in the sense of like, oh my God, like today is not a good day and the emotions sitting in life. I'd be honest, I've had tears. There's been tears of days that just everything is yeah. really bad for me. Um, and it's important to have that conversation as well, that there is, there is a beautiful part of business, but there's a really yeah. tough part. And I think for you with your clients and, and dealing with that piece of confidence, um, in terms of that piece of burnout and in terms of piece of all consuming, what are you seeing? Is COVID harming that because, or how do you find that is affecting the way we work now? I think, that, I mean, COVID was, was, you know, had all its stuff, but it had, it has had some amazing positive, um, outcomes. And again, it, it down to mindset and, and how you embraced it and what you kind of went to take from it. But like, as you say, a lot of women create their own businesses, um, as a result of, I suppose, being either made redundant or just, you know, being found at home or trying to, I suppose, pivot their, maybe their business that might have been in a premise now have to come online. But the fact that we were, I suppose, locked down. There was a chunk of time given back to us that we would have otherwise spent on the road, um, traveling, uh, maybe, you know, doing all the sports activities for kids or whatever, visiting families, all of that stuff. There was a chunk of time. And I felt, especially for me as well, and I know others were the same, because we poured ourselves into the online world, there was a lot of kind of panicking and grabbing at network meetings and grabbing at signing up to this and signing up to that. And it must be on Zoom for this. And all of a sudden, all the time that you might have been, you know, maybe kind of taking to chill out. You know, you can chill out on a car journey, going to work and listen to the radio or a night yeah. podcast. It's suddenly like in front of a screen or yeah. because like, well, I'm doing nothing else anyway. So why not just talk into my work? And as much as we might love our job and want to, and kind of fool ourselves thinking, but your end of it isn't a grant. The mind and body need the rest. Yeah. They need the detachment. Yeah, personally might feel like, oh, I'm not really working and sure what else would I be doing? But you have to detach. And I think that that whole busyness of scrambling to be online and the fear of missing out of all oh, this free training that was thrown at us. Yeah, so much of it. I mean, I signed up ridiculous yeah. and I actually didn't attend half the stuff. You know, that can lead to burnout, just the physical whole screen addiction and all of that. So yeah. Um, and as women, I suppose we do tend to want to be our best. Yeah. Everything that we do is put all our energy into it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the big trend that I, that I saw. Absolutely. And in terms of, you know, we, we spoke there start about confidence. And I think as you said, that, that that's a massive part of what you see from clients, having that confidence to, to be able to kind of go into a room high and free and this is what I do. And 
and sometimes it comes more naturally to others. Like some some might, might come to you and they're like, okay, I'm finding it really hard to be confident in my business. And others might say, I'm, I'm at a stage of burnout and I, how do you balance it and goals and all that? So there's so many aspects you do to deal with different scenarios. But one thing that the reason why I specifically wanted you on today was because for me, what I see working with people is the social media confidence is a huge piece. It, and it stems from your original piece of being confident in your business, because I believe if you're confident in your business, everything else, networking events, social media, chance people is easier. So it's obviously a bigger problem here than just the social media conference. I, I would say, and disagree with me on that. But for you, when someone comes to you that they're struggling with the confidence, how do you approach that? And can we just kind of stem into the, the social piece of how someone can kind of get confident within that and be comfortable within that space? Yeah, it's, it's a super great question, Alison. And it's the core of, I suppose, a lot of businesses now because we are online. We have to be online. And in order to market ourselves out there, and I suppose just to tell you a little piece, when I set up the project management business and I did start to eventually kind of start to rebuild my confidence and because there's a whole piece of that over value, um, not valuing yourself and not charging your value and the amount of, you know, low price jobs you do and freebies. And that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it is distracting. But I didn't have to do the marketing for the project management. I was boiled and I was falsely tricked a little bit. Um, I had all the other stuff to deal with from an entrepreneur point of view, but I, I missed the marketing because I was known in that field. So I had contacts. So I automatically started getting work. And that was brilliant. When I went into the coaching side of that, oh yeah, I'll just set up a coaching business, no problem. That was a total thing because I'm now cold into the sea and I realized I've got to immerse myself in marketing. So a lot of the clients I have really struggle with that marketing side as well. And because I've gone through it, I can now help them a little bit. And I suppose the piece is um, marketing is, as you say, it's all about confidence. Because you're selling yourself, you are your business, unless it's a product, mm -hmm. if it's a service type business in any way, shape or form, you are the business, mm -hmm. you are selling yourself. So you have to be able to stand up and say, hi, I'm Fiona, this is me, this is what I'm offering. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to do that in social media in the form of a post or a video or blog or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you choose to work on. Yeah. Um, and what I suppose women struggle with is that piece of vulnerability, of judgment. What would yeah. other people think? Um, I'm not good enough yet. I need to learn more. Just wait till I get that other piece of training. Looking at what everybody else is doing. Looking at the competitors. Oh my goodness, look at them. They're doing this. Oh, I can't do that. Or they're so much further on than me. Sure, I'm not ready yet. And all of this constant chatter, chatter, chatter where we convince ourselves that we're just not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that just eats into our confidence. So when we're going to post, the energy that we're posting with is coming from a lack. It's coming from a negative space. Yep. So you might eventually press to send on it, but it's not gone out in the way it should go out. Yes. With that back and tension that you're sending with it. And believe it or not, that's picked up on the other side. Yes, and I proved that out myself and sent up something so, so confidently and like bing, 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 bing. And to the other side of that, it's knocking on the head is, you know, with social media and posts, you know, who's liking it, who's commenting on it. And we rely on that to give us that validation. And 
we have to learn to not do that. It's not about the likes and comments. It's not. Mm -hmm. People will view it and maybe never like it. And I've had people contact me saying, I've been following you for a while and um, I love your stuff. And I would never have seen anything. Yes. With them, yeah. any comment or any interaction, even though that they were following me in any way. Yeah. People are watching, but if we cling, if we're hanging on to yeah. the press because yeah. of likes or comments or feedback, that's just hacking away at our confidence. Yeah. So we have to do it from the inside out. It's an inside job. Yeah. I like things that we can do, and I can share a few tips with absolutely. you here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no, but something you said that I want to touch on because I think it's, a, it's something that I suffered with actually. Like, like for me, you know, when I was starting off my social, everyone calls it Matt, right? Like, that was Matt. And they were like, and I was talking, and I started story very, very early on. I had a business mentor who like told me to get on stories. And, you know, I, from a marketer, I had an advantage of understanding the industry. So I knew what, what to do. But one thing that really, I think, affected me at the start was the competitors piece, which was me comparing other marketers who weren't even probably competitors really in terms of clients. Like they were different level altogether, but I was looking at it. Oh my God, they're doing this workshop. Oh my God, they're doing this. And that was my piece, Fiona, where I felt, oh my God, I can't keep this at all. And they're doing that. Right? I'm such a person that would take every opportunity and go with it. And that can be a bit of a burden in my life because I'm like, want well, to do everything. And I remember someone saying to me, and I don't know if you agree with this tip, right? But I, it works for me where I basically took a few competitors for, for about a month and I blocked them all. And I don't mean this out to be like, they're great friends of mine and I, this all loving place. But I, for myself, my mind, I had to have that break completely. And I had to be able to not compare myself on a daily, daily basis. Is that something you recommend or should I have maybe dealt with that as a bigger thing than me just kind of avoiding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was absolutely a great thing to do because, you know, you've basically closed yourself off to it. And sometimes we need to do that. Um, and it's a great thing to do in general. If you're finding yourself in a negative space, if your energy is being pulled negatively because of external stuff and competitors could be deemed as an external stuff, or maybe you're just in so many groups or, or you're following people that maybe you're just not really what you need right now. That's what you need to cut. You need yeah. to cut cords yeah, with negative suckers, basically. Yeah. Negative energy suckers. Yeah. And energy vampires. Competitors, you can deem them as a negative or you can change your thinking and deem them as a friend. I agree. And this takes practice. Because but if you were to think that competitors were not competitive because everyone is unique. So you're a marketer and there's loads of other marketers. Absolutely. The uniqueness is you. Yeah. And someone will work with you because of of your personality, your energy, your peace that you bring to Mm -hmm. the business place. You know, the rules about marketing, how marketing works or, you know, any other thing, maybe how um, chiropractory or whatever. Yeah. are kind of generic, right? And there's variations of, of everything. Yeah. What the one big variation is you. I agree. So when you learn to become confident in your own skin and show up fully, authentically you, that's where your unique selling point is. Yeah. That's where you stand out differently to the competitor. And if you imagine, or does not imagine, that there's the fact that there's whatever billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. 
there's enough people to go around. I agree. There's enough yeah. people who need all these marketing. It's not like, oh, the industry is so saturated. Or how, how will I get anybody if, if she's doing well and I'm not doing here? Yeah. If you start to embody the belief that there's an abundance of clients out there, that everyone is unique and there's enough for everybody, that takes away that, I suppose, heaviness of the competition. Mm-hmm. That's the first piece. The second piece is, that everyone is on their own journey. Mm-hmm. There are people ahead of you and there are people behind you and you are exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So even though you might be looking at person A and what they're doing, somebody else behind you is looking at you yeah. and what you're doing. Yeah. So if we can embody that, that again takes the edge off. I totally agree. And I think that... We live in a world that, you know, there has to be a switch up of mindset with things in life in every aspect. And I think that we are instilled as we're younger, like competitors was always a negative, always. And you just said so beautifully how it can be a friend, how it can be a support system, how it can be an inspiration. I mean, there's some amazing workers out there that have been in the industry much longer than I've been there. And I can, if I have a question or if I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking this and that, I can call up these people. They're friends of mine now. I think to, to look at it that way has brought me a lot of joy and has taken that negative piece. Like how when I started off, I mean, obviously you're starting off, you're kind of, I think you're just the emotional yeah. piece anyway. And that, literally, the emotions are just, you know what, I don't you know what's right or wrong in, in your emotions. I think you're just like overwhelmed by the whole piece. And that's why I wanted you here today is to give that piece of like, we have to look at it from a bigger perspective. It's not always about you and your feelings. You can look at it in a different way and change your mindset and then make a friendship a connection with it that could actually be more, much more beneficial. But I know you have tips you want to give. I know you have stuff that you want to kind of say about because I think, yeah, it's important that we, I want to kind of give tips to people that they can take and they can activate it straight away. So go ahead and I'll, I'll stop talking. Okay, I'm, go- I'm going to give you three things um, because I had to think about it before we came on here. So the first one, I suppose, if you think about it, you're going to go on, you have your business and you're going to go on to social media. And the whole idea of going on to social media is to let the world know that you exist, mm-hmm. that you and your business are here ready to do business, basically. So in order for you to feel confident, confidence comes from knowledge. When we do something, we be, when we become better at doing something, we get more confident. It's like learning to tie your shoelaces when you're a little child. You know, the more you do it, the more confident you become. Driving. Um, at the beginning, you're like, oh my God, don't, don't, don't make me drive. Don't let me do it. You know, and you're like, oh, you know, and you say all the negative stuff. Then you do, the more you do it, the better you're at. And then all of a sudden you're driving to Dublin, Cork, Donegal, all these wonderful places. Yeah. Butter. Yeah. So that is what confidence. You're not already, it's a skill. It's a skill that you can develop by repeat, repeat, repeat. But to help you is to actually get clear. Clarity is key. Clarity of what is your business? What service do you offer? And what is the message to your clients? When you get clear on that, what's your message? How you can help them? what pain they're in and how you're going to solve it. When you know that 100% yourself mm-hmm. first, then you can converse it confidently on social media. If you're not sure what it is you're offering, if you have any doubt of what it is you're actually doing, 
that kind of sets you up. That's like what stirs both yeah. the, the butterflies and the doubts and the like the procrastination and the imposter syndrome and all that stuff mm-hmm. is because you're not sure yourself. Yeah. So when you spend a little bit of time, if you haven't already done it, spend a little time, pen and paper, write it out. Yeah. Get clear on who you are, what your message is and what it is you want people to, to get. So that's the first thing. The second thing is when you're going on social media, I suppose in one way is we're selling. We're, we're yeah. putting ourselves out there. We want people to buy from us because we want to bring in clients because at the end of the day, we all need money. We all need Absolutely. to live. What business is the best? We're yeah. to do if we want to do a charity, we set up a charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to make money. So, and that's good. There's a lot of money mindset. And I think that might be another episode we might do. I think so. I think so. I Take note of all these. Um, Money mindset and how we think about money and the ickiness of money and all of that and the ickiness that we're brought up with from the whole sleazy car salesman surge of syndrome that was there mm-hmm. decades ago. And we've been exposed to that. But if you take away the word sell, sell does not feel good to you. When you're in a service industry, again, I suppose it probably doesn't apply to products as much as service. But I think, I think it's the service that struggles the most because the product is a product. It's independent of you. It's not about selling to the person. It's not about making them buy. It's about showing up Mm -hmm. and saying, I've got something that can help you, Mm -hmm. that can make your life better. Yes. Make your life easier. Mm -hmm. And if I don't show up and tell the world about that, then I'm not doing justice. I'm keeping a secret to myself. I can't expect people to live nice lives if I don't show up and say, here, I've got something that can make your life better. Here it is. I'm describing it. So I'm describing it through my posts, my videos or whatever. And they get to choose. You get to form. They get to choose. I love that. Because I think it's, from a marketing perspective, I think it's a psychological aspect of it. There's a psychological side to marketing. And I talk about it from a pain point perspective. I always say, ask the question, are you overwhelmed? Are you unfilled? Are you struggling with marketing? Are you overwhelmed by social media? And sometimes we need to ask those questions for them to say, yes, I am. I am struggling. And then we will find a solution with it. But I do completely agree with you, Fiona. It is more than just, I would never say, buy this. I would say, this is going to help you with this specific problem that you are having as a consumer or a potential client. And I think that that is the approach. And I think so much more of business is more networking, collaboration, getting to know people, referrals. That is the way things are going now. It's not anymore that someone's going to buy something directly anymore. They're investing in you and your brand. Yeah. And I always yeah. say that, you know, and you know this for me, that we've spoken about this before in a sense of, you know, sending a message to someone, networking. It's not about selling. It's, and I say on my Instagram as well, it's not about selling. It's about but creating those relationships and saying, I am here to serve you. But again, I'm helping to solve a problem. And I think the way you're articulating from a mindset perspective, and that's important thing for people to understand that they don't have to come on and say, this, 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 bye, 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 bye. It's about giving the content piece, as you said. It's about giving something to them and let them decide if that is what they yeah. based on the information they yeah. can give by the, by the person. So I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and just, it's, it's like to the, even just, you know, it's your duty. If you find yourself in a service world because you've got, um, a passion for it, you've got a grow for it, you've got like, um, a talent for it, 
it's your duty to show up and offer it mm-hmm. and serve that cell. Mm-hmm. You're you to show up and say, "This is here. I'm here. I've got this." Like as you say, are you overwhelmed? If no one's the answer, if you're not overwhelmed by social, great, move on. Mm-hmm. But if you can't at least ask a question, they're not yeah. going to be able to find you. So if you're sitting in front of the computer and you're like just really nervous and your just confidence is floored, you know, asking a question, what is it exactly what I'm doing first? Getting clear on that. And then it then it's your duty <laughs> to show yeah. up and, and share that. So yeah. people get to decide themselves. It's not that force feeding as I say car sleazy salesman sort of thing that's been around for decades and that just puts people off. It's also about money mindset, which we wouldn't have time to go into today, but it's about just money is energy. Money is energy. Yeah. And that, okay. It's all it is is an exchange. So mm-hmm. centuries and centuries ago, they exchanged chickens and yes. you know, things, cattle for whatever. And um, it's the same thing. It just happens to be paper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter. It's an exchange of goods. Yeah. So to try and just think of it differently. Yeah. Um, so that was the second tip to think of it as serving, not selling. And then the third tip is a regarding story. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, what is the story that you're telling yourself mm-hmm. about them and about you mm-hmm. and about it in general? Yeah. What is, what is the language that you're swinging around in your head? This is harsh. This is horrible. Um, they won't like it. They will judge me. Um, marketing is, is, I hate marketing. Yeah. They're all stories. Yeah. Take a minute when you feel that um, horribleness coming up and you that imposter syndrome and all that doubt and whatever. Take a few minutes, pen and paper. I'm just, I'm just a big fan of pen and paper. Write it all down. Get it out of your head. Because yeah. as long as stuff is in your head, whether it be confidence or any other thing that you're doing, you can't source when it's in the head. You got to get it out. And the only way to get it out is pen and paper because it actually, um, if you could see me now, basically it's draining from your head down to your neck, into your arm and out through your fingers. It's literally empty. <laughs> I know, I got that analogy. That's pretty funny. Like, oh, it makes sense. Have, it's visually seeing it and then like thinking it, you know, both those together. Just even from my own perspective, when I work on social media, and something completely different, example, but even just like when I'm planning some social media, then seeing it on on the screen or on the paper, they're like, "Well, that's much easier." Like it's it's a huge benefit to just visualization. And yes. I think we use that a lot. That you know, I don't think we appreciate maybe the benefit of visualization. It can make life or a situation so much easier in, in all aspects like I remember watching I was such random top I remember watching Gilmore Girls you ever see Gilmore Girls no oh, I haven't actually oh, oh maybe one episode years ago oh, yeah it's a lovely show right it's a, it's a lovely show but there was she's always doing a pro-con list and she always wrote down a pro-con list this is her jewel okay and she did what's called the pro-con list and, and she based her decision based on the pro-con list I said, I'd never I'd never read pro-con list never feel right but I was like it makes so much sense to physically why, why the past is that situation what the negatives and then she could visually see pros and where the cons are vice versa and yeah they should have an answer and I just thought that was a really good way of comparison of what you're saying is that there's so much more you can decide on based on seeing something and I think that yeah. that pen ear piece it, it, it's really really vital thing to know that I think it's very important it is that it's, it's getting it out of the head you might you know here you might say it yourself you might hear it saying my head is ripped the stuff is spinning around in my head yeah of course it is. You need to get it out of your head. Blank sheet of paper, a 
as I call it, do a brain dump for all the world. Like if you were to zip open your brain and let it all the gunk fall out, all those thoughts onto paper. When it's on paper, you can stand back and you can look at it. You can even start to see like, but that's ridiculous. When you actually start to see what you wrote down, can automatically, you could nearly get the pen and go through half of it straight away thinking, yeah, that's like such nonsense. Why was I spinning out on that? You're spinning out on it because you've left it up there to spin out on. So in regards to the story, it's like, what are all those thoughts that are holding you back? What is it that you keep telling yourself about yourself and about it and about them? So them being the people that are watching it, are they judging you? You don't have to spin that story. About yourself, are you an imposter? Again, you don't have to spin that story. Go back and look at your message um, and that you're serving. And, you know, marketing, yeah, we can decide to tell ourselves that it's icky and it's hard and it's difficult. And why do we, oh, yeah. yeah. Or you could just say, well, without marketing, I can't tell people what I do. So marketing is lovely. So it's changing the language, changing your story and um, write the story that you want it to be. So you can write instead. So if you brain dump on the left-hand side of the sheet and then on the right-hand side of the sheet, what do you want to say instead? Mm-hmm. I love marketing. Marketing gets my business out there. I am brilliant at what I do. People want to hear me. People want to work with me. So what's the stuff that you actually want to say instead? What is the story that you want to write? So that's the third tip, right? I love it. I love it. I, and I think that with that piece, I think it's important that when you, I know marketing was the example, but I actually think marketing, it's, there's a huge, I do believe there's a negative connotation with marketing. You know, there's a frustration with that. There's, I don't understand it. I can't do it. But I think, you know, when I ask someone, for example, to go on stories or I ask someone to, to do a post or whatever, and they're, they're stressed about it. And I'm saying, and I'm looking at them and saying, I find that people understand things better when they know the why. So any t- I'm very strategic when it comes to the way I approach things. So I, someone says to me, well, why am I doing that? Now I, I have an answer. There's a reason why we're doing this because we're trying to get this marker. We're trying to, you know, get that objective. Yeah. And I think the explanation of it is very, very important as well. Because I think when it comes to marketing and someone says, I'm not going on stories, that's not happening. And I say, okay, but this is a benefit to your business. And then it kind of says, okay. Then it's a different conversation because they see it as, a task and a hindrance. And I'm saying, you know, this is going to help you in the long run for your business to get out there, make the contacts, people see your face. And as you said, that's obviously, and we were having this conversation, or it's more about doing another podcast this morning and we're talking about, you know, product and the, the different you approach a product based and service base. And I think that there's both sides are very, very important. But I do believe with the, with the service base specifically, you're, as you said, you're buying into that person, which is really, really, really important and that you understand the way they work and they articulate stuff. So, um, I love it. I, I could just listen to you all day. They were fantastic. Anything else you want to include? No, I suppose just as you're saying there, you know, um, marketing, social media and, and all of that, um, you know, they're buying into you and, and you explain to them the why you're getting them to do do that piece. It just, you know, brings up the piece of why are you in business in the first place? Why did you decide to become a business owner, set up your own business? Okay, well, you might sense it because of money. But actually getting down deep, and this is something I would do very first thing with my clients is, you know, why is it that you want to be in business? What is your big ambition? And why is that your big ambition? Why is it that you want to, you know, up level? Why is it that you want to break into this zone or this market? What is the why? And when you get really clear on your own why, Mm -hmm. that's the piece that will you can always then 
connect back to when you're struggling, when you're sitting in that like difficult zone of, I can't do this and I'm about to give up and uh, mm-hmm. remember why you started in the first place. Sit with it for a few minutes and let it come back to you. Because what can happen is we're very clear initially, we get it all set up and we're all gung-ho. This is exciting, as you say, it's very exciting. And then you hit a few blocks yeah. and get knocked back a bit. Um, and then you go on a bit and then you get really busy into the doing. You know, you start to get really busy and it's all about the day-to-day, the day-to-day, the day-to-day. We can forget why we started in the first yeah. place. Yeah, we have to remind ourselves. And I think that's a really good point because I certainly had that experience when it was all kind of high for, for a while and then there was kind of a moment of just a bit of, you know, overwhelm and all that. And, and I do believe, and I'm not aware something, I don't know if you believe in this, we don't know if has conversation, but, you know, the manifesting piece, I don't know if that's something you, yeah, kind of, like there's a time where my negative energy, you know, was affecting it. And then when I kind of had a different mindset and I kind of manifested where I wanted to go, I, I, I saw that happen myself, but I, I think that sometimes we can be so negative and it can mentally drain us that the positive peace and the opportunities that were around us in that period of time were just dismissed. And I think that that is an important piece to kind of, you know, to kind of say is that it's, and I also think it's important to say when you have a business, it's up and down. Like it, there's no, no one listening or no one coming on as a guest. I can guarantee will say, oh, yeah, it's been brilliant. Like I, I've had, I have had dinner. Yeah. Like that's not normal because that is, that is the sacrifice we have to take that there is that sometimes unpredictable kind of emotions with this. Yeah. Or to nudge that, I think it, it, it's a very important point, actually. Anthony. Yeah. And, and entrepreneurship or business ownership is not for everybody. It's yeah. absolutely not for everybody. And um, when I moved for, from an employee over to of what I called the other side, um, because as an employee, I had a lot of vendors and contractors and, and, and suppliers. So it, I really got what they were about when I moved to the other side, so to speak. And I really felt that first year there was so much learning and so much growth that everybody needs to do a year out and set up a business of some way she performed because there's so much growth, there's so much learning. And if I had stayed as an employee for a decade, I would, I would never have merged. Now that's not to say staying as an employee is absolutely critical, but out employees, we can't have businesses anyway. Um, so entrepreneurship is definitely not for everybody because the up and down thing, you have to be able to manage that. You have to be able to manage your own health, your healthy mind and your healthy body in order to manage the downs as well as the up. But no one and trusting yeah, that with every down, there's always an upcoming. Mm-hmm. And just trusting and sticking with it, remembering your why and just being passionate. And when you say about manifestation and, you know, sometimes you missed it because of negative, but that's because it's all, it's all about energy. Yeah. When you're in the negative space, your energy is no. So if you think of it like, um, you know, a scale, like a, a mm-hmm. scale up and if you're down at ground level, it's where everything is low. And if you're at the top level, you're on high. But when you're at the top, like at a tall tower, you can see everything and everyone can body you. Yes. If that's how you manifest, it's to do with your energy. But when you're high and joyous and open and excited and creative, and all those lovely juicy things, you're up at the top of the building. But when you're like in doubt and fear and worry and stress and, and all of that, guilt and competition and all of that, you're down at the ground floor of New York City's street where you can't see anything. Yeah. And nobody can see you. 
I love that. That's a great, because I love my conversation, but the way it's straight that is beautiful. I think if anyone doesn't understand it, that just explains it in such right. a lovely way. And it was, it really is. And thank you so much for coming. That's a lovely way to end. I could keep clapping forever. <laughs> I know. You're coming back on. Like, you're definitely coming on. There's no doubt about it. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.